Cheers, love. Cheers, love. To Adele. Divorce, babes. It's divorce. divorce. <laughs> hmm. So what are we talking about this week? Hey, we're talking about Adele, Ilana. Yeah, we are talking about Adele, Sam. First off, welcome to a write about this. A podcast about music. Culture. And musical, musical culture. culture. Um, we think we're going to do a little less gabbing. Yeah, we kind of just need to get down to business here. It's Monday, November 22nd, three full calendar days after Adele has released her fourth studio album, 30. 30. And we're here to absolutely talk about that. Again, I want to say Sam and I have not only discussed this album, but we actually listened to it together. Thursday night, we gathered at my apartment. We closed the door to my living room, lit a candle. For, sorry, before that, we smoked... We smoked some... We smoked some, some weed. Some weed. Some, which is, first of all, before the feds come, legal for us li- in the state of Massachusetts. Literally, we never broke the law. We've never broken the law. There's three <laughs> things that weren't a crime that night. We listened to music, we smoked weed, and we were homosexuals doing all of that. Yeah, that's that's actually so true, and, and so that's super important. My same-sex ex-partner, Lucy, was there, mm-hmm. and um, she also enjoyed the record with us. So Yeah, so we listened to the album In the Dark high out of our GD minds. A single candle lit. It was beautiful. And so we haven't actually, I think, since then talked tremendously about the album with each other, but we definitely got initial takes off the bat. Yeah, I've also been... So I've been gone since then, basically. I've been been out of town, OOT. So, like, I haven't really had the time to, like, flesh out takes with you. Right. Um, so this will be sort of like fresh, but also like very insightful and most importantly, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had kind of an interesting time this weekend with this album particularly. Yeah. And I haven't had, I feel this year, like an album come out that I have felt like, okay, I need to just go on like an hour long walk and chew on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I did that a few times actually with this album. I actually very dramatically Friday evening walked to the Charles River as the sun was setting. <laughs> I and got these texts. Listened, yeah, and listened to the record and then ran into Lucy, who was also doing that. So Sometimes gay people are the same. Yeah. So I feel like we should just get into it. Yeah. Start with just, like, our background on Adele, maybe. We're not going to give you the listener background because we have to assume that if you're listening to this, you, you... probably know... <laughs> Who Adele is. If you if you know who we are and don't know who Adele is, that's huge. And act, please email us. Please text us. Please right. DM us. Whatever. If if we're informing you about Adele. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. If we're, if we're introducing you to Adele, that's so cool. And I also kind of have to know how you're on this deep into the Spotify podcast. <laughs> right. Without encountering. Without encountering Adele. Adele. So, Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about your background with her and kind of the, the space you went into this album from. Yeah, so my background personally is purely stanhood. I just love Adele. I'm an Adele stan. She's never made a bad song. No skips, discography. I also think, like, I think the general... I think my opinion is probably is general to what I assume everyone's kind of general opinion, which is, like, 21 is the best album she's ever made, and then 25 was not as good, but still great, and as was 19. Like, I feel like it goes, like, 21, 25, 19. I feel like that's generally the common opinion. Maybe 25 and 19 are switched for some people. But sort of that's where I stand in in my rankings. 
So going into this album, as well as the last album, I, I've never been expecting anything close to 21. That was like lightning in a bottle. One of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. And so going in, I was like, all I can hope for is that it is like continuing on the trend of no bad songs. What it, what's and and before I sort of like do a reveal, do a reveal, Ilana, what's your personal background with Adele? Yeah, so something that I was thinking about and I wrote down just when making notes for this album was that I feel like in our world, in our culture, not liking Adele is far more of an opinion than liking Adele. Yes. She is just someone who has truly achieved monoculture. Like, 21 uh-huh. was an album that was like... It was everywhere. That is an inescapable album. It was everywhere, and it was everywhere for so long. Right. And we talked about this one time when we were doing trivia regularly, that like if any trivia question asks you about the year in music of 2011, the answer is always 21 by Adele. Right, exactly. Because it has it was just the smash of smash. Yeah. So I would not say that I, was, I am an Adele stan, or have been historically an Adele stan in the way that you are. Which is not to say that I dislike her at all. Like, I think she's a generational talent, amazing Mm -hmm. voice. But I was in no way off book on her. Which is hard because she doesn't have that many albums. Right. And her biggest album, 21, is literally an album of singles. Yeah. Every single song in that album. Because I looked, you know, when when doing research for this and, and leading up to the album, I went back and listened to it. And I was sort of surprised by how much I knew every single song on that. Mm -hmm. Whereas 25 is an album that I definitely listened to a few times. And I know Hello, when we were young, probably up until 30 came out, was my favorite song of hers by, Mm -hmm. like, a pretty solid margin. So I I think that I, like, liked Adele in the way that, like, most pop music consumers liked Adele, which is, like, recognizing her as super talented, having absolutely no negative thoughts towards her music. I agree that I think that she has no bad songs. Yeah. But she wasn't somebody who I felt a deep personal connection with. Sure. So going into this album, I think that I was expecting it to sort of be again, like kind of like a 25, which was an album that was like certainly good, but definitely not, you know, my, my association with 25 is less like, Oh, 25, like another great Adele album. It's like, oh, 25, like a good album that didn't robbed touch. Lemonade at the Grammys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so true. Like that's like kind of the feelings I had towards it, which again, I don't blame Adele for, but I, right. I just, yeah. That being said. What did we think of 30? 30, 30 kind of changed things for me with her. Yeah. I love this album. Me too. I think it's phenomenal. I agree. And continues, it's not a bad sound on the album. Yeah. I oh my God, it. absolutely. And can I tell you why I, I think that, like, my feelings on her shifted a little bit? Yes. Other than the fact that it's just good songs, mm-hmm. is that, like, what I said about 21, it being, like, an album of singles, I don't think that there's anything wrong when you have an album. Obviously, that is an amazing album because the whole album is popular. And mm-hmm. there are so many great songs on that album. Yeah. But... Almost because of that, it does not in any way necessitate being a cohesive piece. I have this exact same point. Yeah. Like, there isn't anything about that album that demands that you listen to it or understand the songs in context with each other because they're all pretty straightforward. It's heartbreak. It's somewhat generally generalized heartbreak. You have all of these singles that were, like, huge on the radio. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas this album is very much like a complete work. Yeah. And, and that's something I like like and admire about artists. And I feel like for me to see an artist, for them to like take a jump for me, it's like this extra sense of like intentionality completely. and artistry and thought that went into this. Which is, again, not to say that her previous albums didn't have those things, but there is, like, such a clear and concise feeling that you get with this, despite the fact that it's musically all over the place in, like, a good way. Right, and, like, to that point, I think listening to one song by itself from this album, removed from its context, might still be great, but it is, like, completely enriched by the context. I completely agree. Do we want to talk about the rollout for this? Yeah. And Easy On Me being the only official single that she dropped. Right. And sort of what we felt as fans or as consumers going into this album. Yeah. So speaking specifically about like the decision to make Easy On Me the single, I think was like very smart on her part because Easy On Me is a great song, but it is not even close to the best song on the album for me. And it is the most similar to what we would call, like, old Adele. like a straightforward power ballad about heartbreak and it definitely sent the message like I I remember all the press was kind of saying like the old Adele is back she's not really taking any steps forward but it's still solid and good and that I think subverted expectations for what this album was going to be because like no song on that album save maybe like hold on a little bit like is is at all really reminiscent of like old Adele in that way so it, it like it was good enough to stand on its own and be a single, but it sort of allowed everyone to be like completely surprised by this whole album, which I appreciate so much. I yeah. The only big press thing that she did in the lead up to this album was Adele Colon One Night Only. <laughs> Featuring an interview with Oprah. In Oprah's beautiful garden, which is now the new spot, and I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with celebrities going and just dishing. Dishing with Oprah. In her, in her next dishing to her tea Oprah house. Dishing with Oprah on Paramount Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure most of the people listening to this are familiar, but it was a concert at the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles. She was mm-hmm. in a gorgeous, like, mermaid black gown. With these, like, gown. big, puffy, black sleeve, like, shoulder things. It was yeah. gorgeous. It was a bunch of celebrities in the audience. Yeah. And she did some of her old music and then did easy on me obviously from this album and then i drink wine and hold on yeah which i would also say are probably the three most like firmly in her older wheelhouse songs that came out yeah and it was interesting because i feel it wasn't all too revealing you know the the interview where she talks about her divorce which was very much the framing that we had as listeners, like, for this right. record. This is her divorce record. That's how everyone was billing it. Mm-hmm. That's there how was, she was billing it. Yeah, there was that 
Instagram live <laughs> that moment. insane Instagram live. Where someone had asked, what's the album out? And she goes, divorce, babe. <laughs> divorce. <laughs> so we all were like, okay, this like big Adele divorce album. And I think that that is what we all went into this feeling. But can I say this? Yes. If I hadn't seen all of the advanced reviews for this album, I don't know if I would have stayed up for it. Really? Yeah. Because I just, again, like, I like Adele. I I don't need to listen to an Adele album the minute it comes out. But all of these reviews were coming out a couple days ahead of time, Wednesday, even Thursday morning, being like, this is Adele's best album ever. Yeah. And I was frankly, like, confused because I had heard Easy On Me. Great song. Really like it. But I was like, this sounds like a good Adele song. Like, what could she possibly do in this album that makes it better than 21? Mm -hmm. You know? Is Easy On Me the worst song? Right. Which... So, should we get into what's actually on the album? Yeah. So, what worked for you? So, I think that what I kind of keep coming back to is the idea that it's just musically really interesting. Totally. And I think that there are so many, uh, like, musicians, and I would say particularly female pop stars, who... The world demands constant reinvention from them. But Adele hasn't really had eras. That's not that's not her energy. Yeah. And a big part of that is just because she is just very offline and not really somebody who's going to, like, make a big hullabaloo about kind of what she's up to. She's not making a giant aesthetic change or anything like that. But I also think that right now, since Rest in Power, Amy Winehouse passed away, mm-hmm. there really isn't anyone who is at the level of fame that Adele is at, who's making music that sounds like her. Right. Just kind of, like, planted on the stage, belting music. Sort of, yeah, like, soul pop. Right. And obviously there are people making that music, but just, like... At that level of fame. No, nowhere, no one who's nearly as famous as Adele right, is exactly. doing it. And so I think that the idea that she would need to reinvent her sound or even just take risks in any way right never felt necessary to me completely and i think the fact that she went and she made a record that is in many ways not particularly like radio friendly no there are very few songs on the album that i think would work as like true singles yeah not no song immediately stuck out to me as like the next single like this is the hit right which is refreshing i think totally from adele yeah, and because it, even oh. sorry, even even people like Taylor Swift, who are at the level of fame where they pretty much can do whatever they want and people will still love them, they still feel the need, I think, to like play the pop game. It, it it's it's refreshing, and contributes to the like authentic, personal, specific feeling of the album. That like there isn't, it doesn't feel like she's playing that game on this album. Yeah, I I think that this album is genre expansive. It's totally. Really does. I mean, Adele has always been a white woman who has sung historically black music. Like that is yeah. her her lane. <laughs> yeah. And I think that she actually like expanded and celebrated a lot of black music traditions on this album in a way totally. that she hasn't before. There's almost like a reggae moment in it. There's yeah. there's like, um, I think one of the biggest, I'd say if you can make like a generality about like the sound of this album, it's sort of like vaguely like quote unquote jazzier 
than her previous stuff. And what that, that doesn't actually mean anything, but like there's moments of like kind of sixties Motown big band stuff with like, um, lots of horn moments and like love is a game. Love is a game. I think the opening track is this way as well. A little bit of the way that she sings over the, um, the interlude. Yeah, what's it called? What's it? It's called All Night Parking. The All Night Parking Errol song. Errol Gardner. Yes, yes. Er- the Errol Gardner sort of sample. Errol Gardner was a 60s pianist. And then the way she arranges the voices in that is very kind of like Gladys Knight. Like It's also over a trap beat. Right. It's but a- then mixing it with like modern R&B vibey sort of traditions. I don't know. I I thought it was just like very cool. I totally agree. And again, very much not radio friendly. Not. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we were listening to the album together after we heard the first few songs, I think we like took a break to like eat a pizza or something (laughs) because there was a pizza order during that. (laughs) And I was saying how I feel like the first three songs, like which go uh, strangers by nature, Mm -hmm. easy on me, and then My Little Love. Ugh. Those, Easy On Me really anchors those three tracks, right? Because right. Strangers by Nature doesn't, it feels like a real introduction. Yeah. Something that I was talking about with Lucy the other day when we were chatting about the album was she felt like the first and last songs felt like they were written to be intros and outros. Completely. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Something about this album is that it is sequenced perfectly. Yes. And that's not something that I think about all the time especially in a pop album like this but having strangers by nature which is this very kind of interesting vocal moment their Mm. production on is interesting it makes me think of blonde by frank ocean kind of yeah yeah it has that there's like a like lo-fi recording parts there's strings it's not like this like cohesive verse chorus verse chorus thing Mm -hmm. then you have easy on me classic adele song Mm -hmm. and then you have my little love Mummy's been having a lot of big feelings recently. Like how? Just like... Hang on, on my fingers are trapped. Like, um... I feel a bit confused. Why? I don't know. And I feel... Like I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh. At all. At all. And that makes me go back. My little love. Which is also an amazing song. But it's this like six minute expansive, there's not an obvious structure to it. It's like vibey and spooky. And then there's like a little like voice note moment in the middle. Yeah, there's voice notes recorded that are her and her son talking about her divorce. Right. That's not a super, that's not something you see on most like blue chip pop star kind of albums. That is like... A more of a statement and that that so easy on me sandwich in between those two songs like makes easy on me which is like you know definitely like a sad song and oh i'm gonna like cry to adele but it made it like it gives it more context yeah it made it it makes it hurt more to listen to almost because it's like you're like oh wow like this is the pain that she's talking about it's not just oh i had a breakup and it's sad it's like i am feeling like i'm failing my 
child. Right. I don't feel like I know or understand my partner. Like, it's really... Yeah. So so that, that I think, so, sort of the way that it, it plays with all of these different genres, but the places that kind of anchor the album, which I do think are these more, like, classic Adele pop mo- like moments... Yeah are kind of sprinkled enough throughout that it feels just so cohesive. Yeah. Yeah, it does it does feel cohesive despite the fact that there are so many her fingers are kind of in so many different on diff, so many different plates a little bit. Like there's it doesn't feel all over the place. And that's because of that's because of the sequencing. Which it's not because of any kind of sonic through line. Yeah. I agree. One of the things that I wanted to talk about actually related to the sequencing is have you Heard the whole thing with her and Spotify. Have you heard about any of this? No. So she made a specific request to Spotify to make it so that, like, the automatic setting it's on cannot be shuffle. Wait, what? Yes. So you can't shuffle this album? No, you you can shuffle the album, but if you have it on shuffle beforehand, the album doesn't autoplay into shuffle. Wait, that's sick. Yeah. Or... At least that's my understanding of what she has done. Yeah. You can, like, look into it. But she talked about it a lot, and it was this big thing for her. She hated that Spotify did this, that if you had music on shuffle, that it would automatically shuffle the album. And so I really think that, like, it's so clear that she sees this as a cohesive piece. Right. That need that deserves to be listened to in order. Yeah. And con- so, so to connect what you were just saying, she seems invested in, in it being consumed as a whole... The other big thing that worked for me, like my other big note is like, this feels like it's the most specific and personal Adele album yet. Totally. By far. Like, I think what Adele's strength is and has always been through her entire career is like her ability to portray emotion in her voice and her songs. And up until this point, she's kind of written songs that are about heartbreak and definitely like sad and like, raw and emotional and I'm sure based on real experiences that she had but nothing lyrically about them was specific to her and because she lives such a private life we didn't know who she was breaking up with we didn't know there wasn't this connection to like Adele's life it was more like all of us projecting our own emotions onto someone like you but this like she puts so much effort into making this about Adele. Like, this is her perspective. This is about her divorce. There's recordings of her and her child. It feels like she has much more investment and, like, agency in this project than she has in anything before. And something to note along those lines is that Adele has never really branded herself as, like, a songwriter. That's not really part of her identity. She does have writing credits on I think every song she's ever put out but she's mostly like the last writing credit she wrote a lot of the songs for 19 because she wrote them before she like was signed so she wrote a lot of those by herself but like on 21 and 25 there's only one song and it's um hello that she is the first name in the writing credits for on this album she's the first name in the writing credits for eight out of the 12 interesting it's so much of it is coming specifically from her which is like which honestly kind of goes against what a lot a lot of how she lives her life yeah and i also think like so and you you said this when you first listened this is this is an album about adele yeah and i think for me that has 
that's like part of the reason why the album works so much. Yes. And we can talk in a second about specific songs and maybe how they have made us feel or whatever. Right. But I think that like it it is interesting for when you have an artist like Adele who and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but is a little like lowest common denominator as far as yeah. just like everyone likes her. And I think a lot of the reason that people like her is they have this like, I'm gonna have a glass of wine and sob to Adele. Right. I don't think that this album actually lends itself to that as much. I don't no. think it's a I'm gonna sit here with my girlfriends and cry. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. But for me, this album is much sadder than those albums. Right. The, the moments of emotion in it, to me, feel much more powerful than even the most emotionally evocative parts of her earlier music because it doesn't feel like, you know, this amazing singer singing a generic heartbreak mm-hmm. song. It's like, this is a person grieving. This is a yeah. person going through it and you can hear it in the delivery yeah. and you can feel it and just like you, you, you understand the kind of pain that she's feeling in a way that her earlier music just never did for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the sa- one of the saddest moments on the whole album for me is like the voice note at the end of I drink wine where she's talking about how like this is the first time she's felt lonely since the divorce. Yeah. Which, and that, that got me hard in the moment. It's cool that, she is still able to elicit that reaction from us while, like, not worrying about, like, making it relatable. Yeah. And I do think that there have been a lot of people I've just seen online, not critics necessarily, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, normal music consumers who have not felt as connected to this album and have not liked it as much as some of her, her earlier work. And maybe that is part of the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to go into specific going off songs. of that specific songs that totally. you felt strongly about? Yep. So mentioned it before, My Little Love. It, it, it's it's such a good, like, thes- sonic thesis statement for the album, I think. Um, and, like, with everything that she's trying to do with it. Oh, my God. Another highlight for me. Second, maybe to Can I Get It is probably, like, the poppiest song on the album. But it's just, like great driving beat I really love women like me complacency is the worst trait to have are you crazy you ain't ever had ain't never had a woman like me it is so sad a man like you could be so lazy that's another one it's like the only one that's angry on the album which is an interesting i feel like compared to a lot of the like heartbreak music that's come out this year specifically i'm thinking specifically of olivia yeah rodrigo yeah like and even like billy and have red taylor's version <laughs> that just came out like all of that music is... Oh, my... oh, and I have Casey, too! <laughs> this exact note. Literally, gay people are the same. I have this exact <laughs> we note. We are the same. Um, yeah, so feel free to jump in whenever. But, like, so much of, um, of, of breakup music these days is about anger and being pissed off and, like, aiming insults at the person that, that they the broke up with. And, like, 
Woman Like Me is like the only song that even comes close to that. And I know you think that it's not even about the guy that she Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily about the man that she divorced. But, you know, I think if we were to talk about the divorce of it all with this right. album, I had this literal exact note of yeah. how this has been like a real angry girl year. We yeah. had Sour, we had the Casey album, the Billy album, and then I think one of the most interesting kind of cultural contexts we got this album in is like the the Red Taylor's version era, right. which came out a week before this album did, which we haven't talked about at length here, but you know, people have been ready to try and go fund me Jake Gyllenhaal out of the country. <laughs> you know, like we've we're all like feeling this rage and then, you know, with the all too well ten minute version that gave us more details about the yeah. ways that Jake Gyllenhaal was a shitty boyfriend, like we're kind of in this, like, fuck you for treating me poorly right. album kind of vibe. And I don't want to say anything against that. I no. Think feeling I've loved anger, all of those albums. Yes. And I also think that feeling anger towards a breakup and towards a person you're in a relationship or formerly in a relationship with is a valid thing and a great thing to explore musically. And... I really appreciate the fact that this album, despite being billed as a divorce album, has very, very little to do with the other person and the things that made the relationship go wrong. And right. is mostly about Adele and her feelings of grief and understanding and confusion about why the relationship ended. Yeah. And also, like, sharing... And, and she talked about this on Oprah, how, like... For a relationship to end, even for a divorce to happen, does not necessarily need to be because somebody wronged somebody horribly, but because you aren't happy and you're not the person that you want to be anymore in this relationship. And she talks about that. And I think something that we, I feel like, all forget is that Adele is not old. I was going to say, I was going to say, I have a similar point. Right. She's, she literally, yeah, she's, She's she's literally Taylor Swift's age and she's just kind of had this like austerity about her for so long mm-hmm. and this like sense of respect that we simply do not give young women as right. a culture. You know what I mean? Like and it's only been given to her because she's like so not... talented and so out of the, well, I, honest, I was going to say because she like was fat. Yeah, probably. Honestly. Like, yeah, like I, yeah, I agree with you. She was never kind of like a sex. She was never a sex object. And so she got to be taken seriously. Right. And she didn't, there was an, a level of perceived emotional maturity that people got from her. Right. And and so, you know, she is just, like, a young person dealing yeah. with young person issues. And I think that, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about that a lot. And, like, again, like, it's not more... It's not inherently more emotionally mature to not be mad at an ex. Well, I mean, I think there is a little bit of maturity. There's more... More maturity is demonstrated on this breakup album than a lot of breakup albums because she has a child. Yeah. And so she said on the Oprah interview that this isn't even just a divorce album. It's like her Saturn Return album. Yeah. And I really liked that. You know, a Saturn Return for those who, um, I don't really know, those who are not into astrology at all. (laughs) It's an astrological event that happens to you in your late 20s that is meant to uh, people consider it to be a time of great change. And so she she is talking about, you know, that's, like, about her and the changes happening in her life and not about yeah. being fucked over or being mad or 
talking about the dissolution. Right, because she probably doesn't want that documented yeah. for her child. Yeah. You know? And um, also, maybe that's just not how she feels. You know, she's right, only said true. good things about her ex. Yeah. She, she, like, truly, like, every single thing she said about that relationship has been, like, he's a wonderful person. She said that he anchored her during the most, like, complicated, turbulent times of her life. Like, really only has had good things to say about him. And I think that that's, like, a nice thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shoot. Do you have any more songs to add to the list? Yeah. So I think the big one that you and I have talked about, and I think one of the ones that people have kind of latched onto has been the penultimate track. To be The loved. true 11 o'clock number. Completely. To be loved. To be loved and love at the highest count means to This is her defying gravity. I said it. you said I said it when we... No, listen, I'm not mad that you said that, but I said it as soon as we heard it. I said, that is Adele's defying gravity. And let me tell you, the amount of times I have seen people describe it as her 11 o'clock number. I actually also want to counter, it's her defying gravity, but it's also her I'm here. Yeah, it's also her um, uh, I'll never love again from Star is Born. Yeah. And it is so good. It's... It's un. It's it's my favorite on the album. It's it's my favorite Adele song ever. Full stop. No question. I love that. I have no, and I felt that as soon as I heard that song. That is the one of the best vocal performances I've ever yes. heard recorded. Yes. I was. We were talking about this as we were setting up. How like one of the things that's been kind of a bummer with me for this album, maybe my only what didn't work, is that I cannot sing a single note, <laughs> note or bar of this album. And I have, like, gone into the shower, like, humming to be loved and have opened my mouth and have right. been like, I, I literally cannot <laughs> sing a note of this song. Yeah, it's it's crazy. She also has vowed to never perform it live. What? Which makes me so upset. I'm pissed about that. I know. Wait, what? Yeah. She vowed to never perform it live <laughs> because, A, I think it's just, like, incredibly it's vocally probably demanding. probably so hard for her to sing. But also she said that she, like, has had to leave the room when they've played it because it makes her so sad. So that's probably why she posted that video. Yes. Because she posted for those... The day before this album was released, she posted, like, a video. It was, like, an Instagram live. It was, like, posted onto Twitter of her singing this song. Like, literally on a couch. She's sitting on her fucking couch. Like a person. Yeah, but she she has said she's not going to perform it live, which does make me feel horrible because, like, what I would do to have her just go on, like, a late-night show and just spotlight and just sing it. Because it is really, I mean... No, it's crazy. It's so... It, I could not imagine. I don't, like... I don't really cry when I listen to music. And I have cried listening to that song, like, four times, like, yeah. this weekend. It's crazy. It's the last two minutes of that song. Yes. The, 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 so I was, I was actually listening to it with my mom on the ride home from New Haven today. And she was like, it's just, it keeps going. 
there's no resolution until the very end that like the last note and then the piano chord that hits on that last note is like the only resolution in, in the whole song. It just keeps going and building and she keeps going like higher and crazier. And like, so the song is just her and the piano and you hear all the cracks in her voice. You hear like, it's not clean. It's not like time. You can hear her like pulling away from the microphone. Yeah. At some points. Oh, it's yeah. so, it's like such an amazing song. And that, but like when I, when I, when we talk about like, the emotionality mm-hmm. that she sings with and how the fact that it's personal makes it feel very like real. Like yeah. th- this is what I'm talking about. Yes. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lyrically good song. There are like, you know, it's a pretty simple, Yeah. but the way that she presents it, you feel so deeply what, what is being said. Yeah. The, the ending line is let it be known that I tried let it be known that I tried Ugh. like Ugh, it's, it's so, so good. good it's so I good I feel like putting my little love and to be loved just like next to each other is like the thesis statement wait what do you mean just like if you were to take those, oh, two, songs take those two songs and together. just like put them next to each other like that is what the album is about right they're both different for Adele but, like, demonstrate what Adele is good at and also what is specifically good about this album. And I, th- I think to have this song towards the end like that, have it be completely stripped back to kind of, like, remind us almost, like... I don't need any production I don't bells need and the whistles. bells and whistles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, But then she finishes with Love is a Game, which is another great song, that is sort of more... It's like this Philly soul kind of... Yeah. Yeah, like... It reminds me of like it, I mean it's like credits music almost. Yeah. The music that they play while the while the people are bowing. Yeah. It's like it's just it's relieving, it's feel good and it ends on a fade out, which I loved. I I the first time I heard it I did not like it. I think the the point that you made about it which was that which was that like it's sort of like it's a metaphor for it being like and now Adele can move on with her life. Right, like life like, goes it's on. Like, it's like, and it just keeps going. I'm with you on that. And I think that, like, what, you know, you saying the bowing music, like, this is, at its heart, a, a theater kid album. Completely. It's very theatrical. Oh, my God. Like, it, this feels like it could be a jukebox musical. Oh, totally. It, yeah. It's it's just, it's it's really, like, you know, we said it, it's perfectly sequenced. It feels so, like, such a cohesive piece from the intro and outro songs having these like big string moments to these like very clear Adele pop moments to these like really amazing vocal takes it's just like yeah it's this like pastiche Adele Adele I love her do do we want to did anything not work for you I honestly don't I have actually like very I have like no notes on this album no my my only note is that it's too long but it's like ugh is it really too long? It's I mean, an it's hour. an hour, but which is too long for me. But it's not even too long. Like no, it's I, perfect. It's, it's like there's long songs on it too. Yeah, there are, there are, I think four songs that go are over six minutes. Well, this was another thing just to maybe wrap up our to be loved conversation. <laughs> like, how many songs do I know that are like pushing on seven minutes? That every time I listen to it, I need to hear the full thing. Right. Right. Like. I like had this thing. I was I was uh, walking to go meet up with a friend for uh, brunch on Friday, 
and she took a picture of me just like standing on the corner outside of the restaurant Mm -hmm. because she had gotten there before me and I had just been standing there for two minutes and I walked in and she had sent me the photo to my phone and she was like, what were you doing? And I was like, well, I needed to finish (laughs) to be (laughs) loved loved. by Adele. Literally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but no, I don't really, I personally think that this is just like, yeah, I don't have any notes. There's, there's no, there's not no bad yeah, on it. Yeah, nothing obvious. Yeah, at least this, at this point. I'm thrilled by it, honestly. Yeah. But my notes. I wish that she was touring for it. Later. But I understand why, and I respect the fact that she like has a child and wants to protect her voice. And I just would really like to see her do this selfishly. Yeah. Totally. Maybe if she could like release a few transposed versions in yeah. um, a much different key with a much smaller range. Right, that would be I amazing. I would love that to maybe just so I could enjoy it. Right. As Carry opposed track, to just please. Yeah. So what do we think this means for our girl? Where does she go from here? So I've been thinking about this a mm-hmm. lot because I don't feel like there is a clear Me neither. direction. Because I don't feel like that she is like an artist who is particularly interested with her own narrative. Yeah. I don't think she cares that much. Yeah. I mean, I think that this just like further cements her place as like a generational artist. And I think that this is going to be, I sense that when Adele is however old, when people start doing kind of reviews of her career, like this is going to be an album that people will look at as like an opus. It's her lemonade. I hope, it is definitely it's her, her lemonade. Le- but but the thing is, so this this is the this is so so. I have questions about it because, so, twenty one was so big, that like I my only sort of question is like I wonder if the individual single performances from this album will culturally hurt the reputation of the album. Well, so one this album though had a huge day on streaming, like it broke every streaming record. I knew, I know that. Um, and, you know, whether or not that stays for the next couple of weeks is right. like, that's kind of the real test. It's it's less about the night of and more about its staying power. And there's absolutely no way this album is going to touch that. Right. But that's impossible to do because the music industry and the way we consume music is different now than it was when that album came out. Like, Completely. truly, it was 10 years ago. Completely. Like, there's just no chance. But I think that from a... When I say opus, I think I mean that from, like, a creative and artistic yeah. point of view and not... Yeah, but I, I, th- I guess what I mean is, like, I think when people when people think of Adele, they're going to think of 21. Yeah. And that's okay. And that is okay. But we can know that we're right. Yeah. And, and we that's always what's, are. That's what's most important. That's what's most important. Yeah. That just about wraps up our little convo. Do you have anything else you want to add about Adele? Adele. Adele, I love her. Yeah, I really do hope that she does perform some of this live. I would love that. Just because, like, I like hearing people who are good at singing sing. Mm-hmm, me too, kind and of famously. that, yeah. But I'm really happy with this album. I feel like she kind of, like, saved the big pop releases of the year. Kind of, yeah. Because there have not been... The girlies, I have to say, were not pulling out all the stops this year. No. We kind of had the... We had the Lord album, which... I think is safe to say it was like at least kind of a disappointment. Yeah. The Casey album also for me was completely a disappointment. It was a, yeah, it was completely a disappointment. Like the Billy album was good. Was good, but it was more like a pleasant surprise rather than like a smash. For the most part, I don't feel like this has been like an amazing year in pop music. And this though for me is like, okay, like we found, yeah, we found the one who was going to do it and we waited a long time and I am like so thrilled. Completely. Yeah. Do we, Great. Do we have anything else? 
You know what we're oh. about to go do? We're going to watch Greta Gerwig's Little Women. <laughs> and I can't wait. Because we need to cry more. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I've only seen it the one time, and it unlocked something in me. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it again. Um, Women! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my that's my search wrote in. <laughs> that was a really good search out. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening to thanks our for listening our lit podcast. Please let us know if you have any questions, concerns, comments. We love it when you text us and you're like, we love this. Yeah. You know how when, like, I think our very first episode, we were like, actually, don't text us. Text us, Text please. us. Also, can I give a shout out? Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Kai. Kai? Kai. Kai who, Smith. Kai Smith, who is um, someone who I don't know. Really, <laughs> but someone who, that I know very well. But someone, a friend of Sam's who approached me at a party um like two or three weeks ago while i was getting beer from the fridge and he said oh my god are you ilana and i said yes and he said i'm a huge fan of yours and i said what and then he's like oh i'm kai i'm a friend of sam's and i know who that is and i was like cool but for one and it was very sweet and it was really nice it was a lovely conversation but i was just like me <laughs> so am I a star? Am I a star? So that being said, thank you for making us stars. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.